the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me. I have to tell you, these are the weekends I find most difficult to do a show with this kind of corrupt political whore in control of the country. These are the weekends that we remember the sacrifices that this country has made, the boys that have sacrificed because of their idea and love of country, while the whole time the war profiteer political whores and their oligarchs laugh at them, laugh at them. In the last 50 years, we might have had two presidents that understood the sacrifice. That's it. The rest are scum. Joe Biden, political whore, has profited off of the wars of this country for half a century. His lowlife scumbag brother, who doesn't know what end of a hammer to grab, had a $1.5 billion contract to build homes after George W. Bush slaughtered Iraqis. Nobody wants to talk about what this is. So this old, wrinkled-ass, dementia-feeble, fascist pig disgraced this nation once again in Annapolis. And I could start off with that cut, but that's going to depress us all. This is a day when it's not about this political whore or the enemy within the mafia of Marxists calling themselves Democrats. This is about all of those graves, all of those boys, all of those family members you have, all of those family members I have. Very lucky to grow up in a family that was immigrant for the, for the last hundred years. Very proud to be Americans. There is a field in Melrose Park, and it's named after my cousin. And that's how I grew up. He was killed the same year I was born. And I saw the toll it did to the entire family. And then you realize... Hundreds of millions of families have felt that. These are the days that it's about those soldiers. That although the courageous are controlled by the cowardly in this country, it doesn't take away from the courageous. So I'm not going to play this con man, Irish gypsy scumbag that has usurped the most powerful office in the world. I'm going to play a real man. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth the price for this freedom at times has been high but we have never been unwilling 
to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Bellow Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Pork Chop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin Treptow, who left his job in a small town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. On the flyleaf, under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. Now, what they were fighting was the kind of corrupt, fascistic, collectivist government that Joe Biden represents. What they were fighting was governments that promised their people they were going to deliver utopia for them the whole time turning them into slaves, like this government has done to us. So when you think you're getting tired, remember how important it is that you don't. Remember how important it is you don't bend knee and think to yourself, oh, these are just like Kennedy Democrats. They're not. These are mafia members. These are corrupt corporatist scum. And they will lie and they will cheat and they will steal. Now, here's an example of what we have now running the country. This wrinkled-ass, feeble, fascist, lying, carnival-barking scum. Before I began my speech, a thought crossed my mind. As I was told, the class of 72 is here. I was appointed to the academy in 1965. Wrong. Lying scum. None of that is true. You were not appointed. You had graduated college. You lying piece of dung. By they don't have a graduate program either. Senator who I was running against in 1972. <laughs> Never planned it that way. I was, wasn't old enough to be sworn in. I was only 29 years old when I was... When gas was 50 cents a gallon, by the way. I was running. He was a fine man. His name was J. Caleb Boggs. I didn't come to the academy because I wanted to be a football star. And you had a guy named Starback and Bellino here. Now, only a Democrat scum would think that's true because Bellino's 1960. 
Starbuck, 62. I mean, not, a, not an honest word comes out of this Irish gypsy mafia member's mouth. Not an honest word. He can't even tell a true story. So I went to Delaware. But all kidding aside, the, the best scum. line of the debate was, after it was all over, the announcer, the questioner, who was a good guy but supported my opponent, who was a good man as well, I might add. And he said, Senator Boggs, you have anything else you want to say? And he said, yes, just one thing. And he took the microphone. He said, you know, Joe, if you accepted my commission to the academy, my appointment to the academy, he said, you'd still have one year and three months active duty, and I'd have no problems right now. Ah, ah, isn't that funny? Instead, you were a draft-dodging piece of dung. Yeah, you were, like most of your cohorts. Come on, man. Not a word of what he said was true, just like every day. Everyone that ends in Y. This piece of dung lies and cheats and steals. And that's the part I want to get to. Because it's been a stone in my shoe about the $40 billion to Ukraine. Now I think, oh, wait, what the hell is this guy talking about? I'm talking about the most corrupt political whore to ever. And this is a big statement because we've had some corrupt political whores, bipartisan, to steal but sit in the Oval Office. The most corrupted. And I remember always about the $40 billion. It's a very specific number to the oligarch front pretending to be the country of Ukraine. It's an oligarch front because, see, I've always paid attention. And it was getting to me. It's been keeping me up. And I was talking yesterday during the show, and we were talking about how intentional this is. This inflation, the destruction of the tranquility of our life, the, the casting hundreds of millions of people on welfare, all very strategic. But that $40 million kept gnawing at me, gnawing at me. And I remembered after Trump won, I remembered hearing something that I had learned seven years prior. Billionaire George Soros's fund manages about $30 billion for Soros and his family. But the progressive-leaning Soros took nearly a billion dollars in losses recently, thanks to the stock market rally spurred by Donald Trump's surprise presidential election. Soros returned to trading at his fund last year, lured back by the opportunities to profit from what he saw as coming economic troubles. The Wall Street Journal's Gregory Zuckerman and Julie... Now this is the thing. This piece of dung self-loathing George Soros, piece of dung, makes his money on collapsing countries. Then when they're at the bottom, he comes in and he scoops up major, major assets of the countries, natural resources and the like. And he's always very involved in the rebuild after the collapse. So I remembered seven years earlier when the Civil War had started when the Nazi-friendly Azov battalion was killing Ukrainian citizens and the seven years of civil war. But I remember in the beginning, and I remember hearing which scumbag was very interested in coming to the rescue. Billionaire philanthropist George Soros has announced on Monday that he's ready to invest one billion U.S. dollars in Ukrainian agriculture and infrastructural projects if the West helps private investment there. The Hungarian-born... Now that's when he thought Hillary was going to win. See, this, is, this corruption, this scheme, this mafia, it has vision. It has patience. 
What obstructed them was Donald Trump. They needed to get back in action. That's what we're living through, this reality. And as far as the destruction of the American economy, he's in on that too. Because believe me, you think that he doesn't have positions you don't know about? So this is seven years ago. He needed that billion dollars. But he wanted Western, meaning the government, to get involved, taking his billion and making it worth $100 billion. Financier made the remarks in Austrian business daily, Der Standard. Soros said that since, quote, Ukraine is defending the EU from Russian aggression, the West can help Ukraine by making it more attractive to investors. Soros went on to suggest that the West should provide insurance against political risk for potential investors. Ukraine is close to bankruptcy as the government tries to contain the conflict in the east of the country, stave off an economic recession and keep the national currency afloat. The national currency, the Grivna, has lost nearly 60% of its value against the dollar in a year, and Ukraine's public debt is likely to reach 94% of its GDP by the end of 2015. So he comes in at the bottom, scoops up an investment structure in the natural resources, meaning natural gas. I'd like to know if he had a piece of that barisma. I'd like to think, therefore I am. And now all he needs is the Duchess of Chaffington to win the presidency and do exactly what this wrinkled-ass old crook called a president is doing. You see how patient he was? What do you think the numbers are? And that $40 billion number after the commercial break, I'm going to play you. That's the number they were talking about seven years ago. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Nice. See, like that commercial, that irks me. That pimp Griffin and his whore Irvin. These soldiers, these boys, these men, including the 17 that will commit suicide today. They didn't fight for this political corruption. This scheme of a government. Where the vast majority, all of one party, and the vast majority of another are in on it. So believe me, that puts Griffin and Irving in the Democrat scum camp as well. And when I think about all of these boys, millions, that have died, millions, that's why I never get tired, and I will never sit quiet as this obvious scheme of destruction of the, of the quality of the principles of Americanism, as we've been overtaken from an organized crime syndicate, the vast majority of both parties, one completely and totally. So remember how I ended about Soros coming in with the, the billion dollars. That was, in, that was seven years ago. Throughout the years, prior to the election, of Donald Trump, he was continuing those investments. He needed Hillary to win because he needed Ukraine to get that money. And here's another little tidbit I found on Financial Times that I remembered from seven years ago. So you've got economic problems, you've got a political upheaval, and now you've also got this debt crisis that's coming. Um, if we look at the first chart, then we can see that the prices for Ukraine's debt have plummeted over the last year. Why is this? Why are, why are investors so worried about Ukraine's debt? Well, uh, the major concern is clearly that uh, Ukraine doesn't have cash to pay by itself. Ukraine's reserves were only $5 billion about a year ago when the IMF program started. 
the situation got much worse, and uh, IMF about six months ago decided that debt restructuring is necessary. That's why bond prices went from basically 100 cents per dollar to 50 cents per dollar at the lowest level. They had $5 billion to their name. Massive bankruptcy. IMF squeezing the debt. Soros comes in and buys it all for a billion dollars. So at 40 cents a dollar, that, that's a clear crisis signal, and that means that investors don't think they're going to get back all of their money. Although we have seen the prices rise ever so slightly recently, is that because a deal is in place? Um, I wouldn't say so. Clearly, we know that negotiations started recently, principle-to-principle negotiations between a committee of bondholders that has about 70% Soros. of Ukraine tra- tradable bonds and the government and the IMF. Uh, they started last week. Uh, I think they will continue for, for a little bit before we know any news. So far, these signals were positive. At the same time, bond prices started going up um, for different various technical reasons, primarily. Uh, some people think bondholders can get a good deal because bondholders offer the cash relief so far. But the Ukrainian government is demanding relatively large face cuts. So if we look at our, our second chart, then we can see what's happened to Ukraine's currency against the dollar. And it's the same story. I know it's boring. dramatic crash. But they specifically need $40 billion. And then things have improved ever so slightly. But you would say that Ukraine is not out of the woods yet? Uh, we don't think so. Uh, I would say currency devaluation is one of the major reasons for crises in many countries. Every time there is a major recession or military conflict, currency is the first line of defense that country has to let go I- instead of spending reserves. Ukraine's hrymna uh, uh, lost about 75% of its value since the last year. Uh, And that was one of the major reasons why external debt, which is mainly denominated in U.S. dollars, exploded massively from 40% of GDP in 2013 to about 100% of GDP currently. So currency crisis is one of the reasons for the debt crisis. Situation is is normalizing now, mainly because Ukraine has... So you get to implode their currency, you come in with a billion dollars and you buy all their debt. And then America has come to the rescue. But the problem happened in 2016 when the unlikable woman with a, with a very persistent inner thigh rash lost an election she was supposed to win. So it's normalized because the government have put in place emergency measures because there is a crisis. It's not because things are looking better at the moment. Uh, it is still a major recession. So economists expect from, eight to mi- to, from minus 8 to minus 10% GDP recession this year. Uh, IMF is supporting capital controls. IMF is providing financing to the government as well to buy, for example, gas from Europe and from Russia and to provide basic necessary needs. At the same time, crisis is not over. Ukraine is in the middle of the economic crisis and also in the middle of the debt crisis because negotiations are ongoing. Vadim Kremov, thank you so much. They needed our $40 billion. They needed a president to come in and sell the idea that the American people should give $40 billion to the most corrupt country in Eastern Europe. And somebody made us killing on it. Francine Lacroix spoke exclusively to hedge fund billionaire George Soros, who says the situation in the east of Europe is deeply concerning and that without external financial assistance, Ukraine will deteriorate. Francine asked him how he rates the new government so far. So when you don't hear about it, when they stop talking about it, it's because the payoff had already happened. The bribe has already been consummated. The kickback has already been made. And the Soroses and the oligarchs have cashed out on your fracking tax dollars. And that's why we ignore a $41 trillion debt.
Or should we just focus on this scumbag? By the way, once you're commissioned, remember, I'm your commander-in-chief. You're nothing, Whispers. You're just a creepy old man with wet socks, you sick son of a dog. I'll be back after this. AM560, the answer. America is going to survive. I hope so. That this guy wasn't at the school in Texas. We would have solved the problem. So I have to monitor an exorbitant amount of news. I don't watch sports. This is all I do. News, news, news. So on a national national outlet, the biggest story was from Illinois. And I think it's very, very relevant. I am having a hard time getting some of my items here. And one of the things that we're having a hard time getting, uh, I do serve a lot of sandwiches. And I just got... Notice that our bread company will not be delivering our bread anymore because of the fuel costs. Will Clay opened the doors of Pee Wee's restaurant five years ago after his father passed away from cancer. And he says it's not just the spike in fuel costs hitting his bottom line. Our cooking oil price went up three times as much. And we thought that, wow, that's pretty unusual. What are we going to do now? And Will's been trying to battle the increased costs by going store to store, try to find lower prices for ingredients he needs to make everything from the shrimp po'boy to the homemade cornbread and fried chicken. But eventually, he had to make a tough call. We did have to make uh, just a, not a drastic increase in price, but we did have to make an increase in some of our prices. Which has not gone unnoticed. I had a customer that came in yesterday, and he's the first customer that mentioned, wow, your prices went up. Another issue the Rock Island native is facing, the cost of labor, which is also in short supply. We're in a state now where our minimum wage also went up. So He's in Illinois, where the fat slob that never ran anything, he inherited his money, the butter-handed pansy that he is, now decides to double down on stupid and make the people who are foolish enough or determined enough to have a, a, a business in Illinois raise all their costs on all fronts. After doubling the gas tax, he wants to advertise that he's saving you two cents a gallon. But Illinois is a moron state, inhabited by moron Democrats. And year after year, moron Democrats win. I'd like to see that change. So would one of my friends, who I have given advice to. He refuses to listen to me. He's a stubborn son of a gun. He's a well-intended son of a gun. And if he's not the next governor, you better pack up. His name is Gary Rabine. It's Rabine time. John. How are you? I'm good, kid. That 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 clip when I immediately upon hearing it this morning, I thought of you. You're the only one, the only one who actually ran real businesses. Now, I know Jesse Sullivan's a Silicon Valley kid, but you're the only one that ran real businesses. And you're the only one that understands exactly what it takes. So please tell me after the debate you did very well. Yeah, you know what? Hey, um, and Jesse Sullivan run it was uh, he's in he's in uh, venture capital in Silicon Valley. He uses other people's money, and one of the debates I got into with him a little bit about that. He uses other people's money, and that's great, no problem. But it's just it's not the same as building businesses where you're investing and taking risk with your own money in the state that you love and you're running in. In Illinois, he's not done anything in Illinois. He's built his business were very small and even in venture capital, and it wasn't his own money. It's other people's money, just like he's running on other people's money. He's a nice kid but he's not a guy that's capable of running our state. Listen, I think there, you know, I'm sure I, I, I've, I've had the pleasure of talking to Darren Bailey. Nice guy, but not my guy. Sullivan, I never liked the idea that his $11 million comes from three Silicon Valley 
hardcore Democrats. I've always called them a plant. Whether he is or not is irrelevant. I just want, I have two pieces of property in that sewer. And I need you to win so I can get the hell out of there. So tell me uh, uh, some good stuff. Yeah, no. When I so I've got Steve Moore coming to town on June eighth. He's my my chief economic advisor. He was Trump's advisor. He was on the Reagan team with Art Laffer. Super smart guy. You know who he is. And and, yeah. uh, and we, get him we've been going over this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we we're, we've been going over this for a long time. And 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 it it's it's a fact that when you lower property taxes to the average of the country, properties will double in value. Commercially, probably more than that in five or six years. Residentially, in five or six years. So what happens? Your 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 uh, your owners, your property owners, residential and commercial, will save money, a bunch of money, thousands of dollars every year, and and then they'll gain equity like they've never seen before in five or six years. And then people spend money; they they, they appreciate being in the state of Illinois again. So that's a simple fact. When it comes to property taxes and values, lower the tax, treat your treat people wow. better. More people come, more taxes, not not more taxes aren't aren't the solution. More taxpayers are. Of course, but here's the other thing, and this is what sticks in my crawl. We have a deal with the government. It's I can only pay on an ad valorem. I am only to be taxed on the actual value. You have a mafia that if you bribe their, their pretend law firms, they take down the taxes of the people who, they, who bribe them, and they arbitrarily cast it upon businesses, commercial real estate first, and then all the other residential that doesn't bribe them. The system is corrupt, and it has to come to an immediate halt. And every scumbag Cook County judge that is on an investment group with Ed Burke needs to go to jail because they're in on it, and these so-called judges are just part apparatchiks of the Democrat mafia that like to have the system in the control of corrupt judicial hands. And that's why they're all invested in tax auctions, and that's why the average citizen doesn't stand a fracking chance unless he hires one of these rat bastards. I'm sick of it, Gary. Absolutely. Absolutely. The Madigan clan, the Madigan gang, right? There's a bunch of law firms there together, and that if you use those law firms, They'll take your taxes from being five times what they should be or your assessed value five times what they should be down to close to what, what, or no, so not what they should, five times, yeah, five times what they should be, but down to what they should be, okay? Right, down to what everybody should pay. Yeah. Yeah, in Schaumburg, Illinois, I've got a building that's that's worth $3 million. I'm paying over $400,000 in tax on, okay? It's like, it's like 14%. It's crazy. So now look, just just to give the people an idea, just to give the people an idea, I just sold a property, a strip mall. Just sold one for the exact same dollar amount. Do you want to know what the property taxes are in South Florida? $24,000. $24,000. Huh? On a $3 million property? On a $3 million property. There you go. So about 1.5%, a little over 1.5%. The average in the country is like 2%, and we're like 6%, and I'm paying 14%. Right? I mean, this is craziness. Cook County is robbing robbing any, any property owners. And it's getting worse and worse. Not they're taking better. advantage got, of the citizens who are. They're taking advantage of the citizens who are stupid. This is what they're doing Absolutely. because they don't care because they're built on that ideology of covetousness. So right when you said three million dollars, if we don't have Democrats listening to this show, but when you're in a room where Democrats are, they could care less what comes next because they hate you because you have a three million dollar property, and they don't care that out of that three million dollar property you employ four hundred people. They don't care that without you and without you paying those taxes, their life would be worse. And they're learning that 
as businesses and people who are doers are getting the hell out of there. Because that guy that I sold that strip mall to, he's from Illinois and he's gone. Just like the last house I sold. Another house, $2.6 million. Property taxes are less than mine in Elmwood Park. See, ultimately, people who, who, who can think are going to get the hell out of there. Because the last thing you want to be tagged with is the smartest guy in the dumbest state. And that's what Illinois has become, unfortunately. So I'm hoping there's a good enough people. You've got this idiot, uh, Richard Irving, whose who's pimp is Ken Griffin, who has been bribing him as the mayor of, of, of Aurora so he could put his tower close and front-run orders from his own hedge fund. And the average Illinoisan, what's his support? He's got all the, all the buses of phony supporters. I mean, how do you even deal with these fracking morons? i got to go back, and I'm, I'm sick to my stomach about it for the golf outing. Go ahead. Well, you know, you know, and, and that's and you you know it. The the politicians that have backed him. I mean, I, I'm not getting endorsements from really any any real. Polit- I mean, any politicians aren't endorsing me. There's there's a few uh, there's a few statesmen in Springfield, and they're they're endorsing me, right? But there's not many of those. So the politicians are not going to touch me or any any real conservative. That's okay. I don't want them. I want, I want I want business leaders to be endorsing me, which I've got many many many. I want sheriffs to endorse me. I've got lots of those. Right. I want the good people of Illinois to endorse me. And those are the ones that are. And again, you're, I'm not going to get these these phonies. And that's OK. Ray Bine, scumbags, not welcome. How's that for a slogan? That's for free. I you love see, I'm, I I'm, love I'm a hey, giver. Have you heard, have, have you heard my uh, part of the double commercials yet? I did. I heard it today when you sent it to me. Yeah, I, I, I do like it. Who's it? Yeah, it's a radio host that used to read that. Paul Harvey. And it, you did a great oh, job on it. And I'm going to wait for it to come out. I don't want to play it early. I want to take advantage of the fact that, you know, I already tell everybody, I'm open about it. I know you. I, lo- I, I respect you. I love you because you're true to who you are. But the problem you have, brother, is that you're up against a bunch of fracking swindlers, car salesmen, lipstick on pigs, and a, and a, and a political whore whose pimp is worth billions. So this is me once again telling you, when you come, when you, I don't know what's going to happen, but in the future, you come by me, we make money, okay? You got it, bud. You got it. Well, yeah, I'm going I'm to make it work here. We're going to make Illinois great again, brother. Well, here's the thing. Every listener I have, I tell everybody, if you vote for Irving, you don't come to my cigar store, you don't listen to my station. To me, it's Gary Rabine time. And I want you to do the best. But I'm also aware you're walking around. You got a, you got a state full of people that are voting for Lori Lightfoot, for J.B. Pritzker. You're surrounded by short bus Democrats. I wish you the best, but I think you're outnumbered. By 2025, mark my words, my my moonshot. Right, There's more people moving back, moving into. Careful, Illinois don't say moonshot. Pete Buttigieg starts twitching somewhere. Go ahead. By 2025, more people are going to be moving back to Illinois than the other state in the country. All right, that's my that's my moonshot. That's my goal, and I've got the team that can get it done. I love him. Gary Rabine, I support him. Thanks for taking time. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you, Sean. Great yeah. great being on. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, the answer. How do I want to do this? How do I want to do this with the Illinois Roach Democrats? Let's go with this guy. You're going to die today. Man allegedly attacked two Mariano's worker. Because they went up to him and said, hey, before you eat the food, stupid, you have to pay for it. His response, let's go to this guy. His name is Keith Clemens, 38 years old, registered Democrat. Are you effing kidding me? Clemens responded. He then allegedly stood up and punched the loss prevention worker, female, in the face repeatedly, and her supervisor, who then fell and hit his head. Clemens then returned to eating his lunch. He was hungry. Uh... 
Afterwards, a, a bystander went up to him. He left Mariano's, where the bystander followed him, called the police, and they arrested him. Clemens is on bail for retail theft. Oh, how about that? He was already on bail and obstruction. He also is in a conditional discharge for a simple battery on another case. He had an ankle monitor on. You think this guy's going to vote for uh, Gary Rabine? You think that the, what is there, how many people for the, for the free money so that they could pretend Lori Lightfoot's a detective in 1935? What do they call it? The uh, Just sit on your ass and make more money. What, they got 100,000 applicants for it? You think they're going to vote for Gary Rabine, a guy who wants to put the state to work? That's why. When people go, oh, you're so pessimistic. Because you got a state full of roaches. Uh, Scott, Chicago. Yeah, Sean? Yes, Scott. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Hey, uh, listen, uh, we keep bottle-feeding these creeps, don't we? Yeah. But anyway, my point is, um, you know, I think uh, the elections where, uh, you know, in blue states like Illinois, I think it's all a charade. I think they put the people in there they want in there. And I'm going to go back to Ives when she ran against Pritzker. I was listening to the radio that night. It was about 9 p.m., and Pritzker had a slight lead. And But they said that there was a lot of votes that needed to be counted in the western burbs. You mean when Jeannie Ives ran against Rauner, Rauner, seven foot of stupid, she primaried him. Yes, go ahead. Well, who ran against who ran against Pritzker? Pritzker ran against Rauner. Jeannie Ives challenged okay. Rauner, seven okay, foot of stupid, right. you're, you're and right. narrowly lost. You're right. Yeah. You're right, you're right. But yeah. then they had all these votes that they needed to count in the western burbs. Uh-huh. Okay. And within 20 minutes, there was another news story that said Ives conceded. Now, what happened to the vote county? They couldn't have counted all those votes in 20 minutes. Yeah, Somebody well, got paid off. Well, I, I, here, here's the thing. Here's where I'm going to agree, and here's where I'm going to. You have a system I cannot audit, yet I have to trust the only people who are provable pathological liars. Right. So to your point, how do we ever verify? We're listening to people who are pathological and there are no repercussions. And we know they've lied. When's the last time your government here? Let's do this. When's the last time your government told you the truth about anything? And the answer is never. Thank you. Thank you very much. I I just think it's it's all a charade. Well, that was the that was the race where I decided I'm out of here. That was the race. I, I, I changed my entire life after after Jeannie Ives. And her challenge to seven foot is stupid. The example well, I'm never of the Republican again. mafia. What? I'm never voting again, dude. I'm done. I like it. Come down here where your vote yep. matters. First time, I'm 54 years old. First time my vote ever mattered will be this one. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. You know, on this um, Memorial Day weekend, I decided to scratch my guest. I got full line. And I want to stick on the point of the political whores that will try to capitalize, as they always do, on principles that they try to, that they hate. Let's just get it out of the way. They hate the American principles 
of a representative republic. They work to undermine them even when they're running. And the idea that we are living in a city, in a state, in a county like Crook, the sewer of Chicago, the state that would elect a butter-handed apparatchik of the Democrat mafia from the sewer of Chicago. That's what you got when you have J.B. Pritzker. And now in America that will celebrate liberty and freedom and the dream of being the king of your own castle. I have to listen to tyrants, demagogues, and they're ugly as a dog's ass walking backwards. Here she is, Dr. Dryheave. I believe her name is Awardi, giving an entirely new definition to asshat. That's whatever sits on top of her head. Much of the Chicago area now at a high level of COVID-19 transmission. City health officials are recommending people go back to wearing masks indoors. And WGN's Jenna Barnes is here now to break it all down for us. Jenna? Yeah, guys, we moved into high transmission this evening. Public health officials say if you're getting together with friends and family this weekend, take an at-home test beforehand and wear masks indoors. There are a lot of people who are sort of wishing that COVID is over, and it's not. COVID-19 in Chicago, Cook County, and most of northeastern Illinois is now at a high level of transmission. A CDC designation, Dr. Allison Arwady says, is likely triggered by an increase in hospital admissions. But here's what it means for most of us. If you think you have a cold, if you think you have allergies, there is a good chance right now with how much COVID is around that it could be COVID. That's why she and other public health officials are recommending precautions. Wear a mask indoors in public. Yes, that means you. Listen here, dog face. I don't have anybody in my family or anybody in my house quite as lovely as you. And if you were in my house, you'd have to wear a mask just so we could digest our food. But see, this is America. And you don't ever tell me anything. You want to recommend it, I then would take a look at you. Size you up. What are you, about a size 18 there? No neck? And I decide, this is a doctor that she walks around? Like a slob of a human being? I don't listen to these slobs. And I go my merry way. Because in America, I'm a free man. We're celebrating a weekend where a bunch of people died on that idea of me being free. And the idea that a Chicago gangster crook, and one that makes me throw up a little bit in my mouth every time I look at her picture, gets to tell me anything, is very anti-American. And your word means nothing. So all of the slaves that vote Democrat, All of the fat slobs that think they know about health and they're concerned about other people as they look for other people to pay their hospital bills and their rent and their food, you put your mask on and follow this repulsive pig. I won't. Dave in Barrington. Sean, uh, every day I need my daily fix. You've got the hottest program of radio, period. Thank you very much. Like Joe Biden says. Period, period. Period. I guess to, you know, to your... Your last uh, discussion about COVID, the news, the word is out with real biologists. The vaccine has caused what's called um, an infight in our bodies on this mass experiment of non-neutralizing antibodies. And it was already predicted a year ago that what would happen is that it would mutate into a form that would move into um, more susceptibility for people to get it but not get sick. The next phase will be 
people will be getting very sick from this experiment. It's completely unfortunate that there's now this mass experiment has gone to most of all the Western countries and across the world. Robert so, Malone, Substack, yep, the one who patented the experimental vaccine, is the one raging against it right now. And yet these well, political whores, these dog-faced pretend doctors, all of them very obese, have the audacity to tell me what, to, what decisions I make and how I'm going to live in my house. Listen, in my house, anybody that looks like a wardy has to put a mask on so I can eat. But for the rest of it, it's freedom, baby, like in America. That's how I live my life. Roger on the south side. Hey, Sean. Um, wanted to see you. Lifelong Chicago, and unfortunately, still, but trying to get out. Um, I had some experience uh, a few years back, and probably knowing the same people you do. See, we're, it's never going to change here because I don't know if you ever been over to the the Board of Elections. It's on Cermak Road. No, I try to okay. avoid. You know, I'm from Melrose Park. Yeah. We try to. We don't go <laughs> south of Roosevelt unless there's an emergency. But go ahead. Roosevelt. Okay, Roosevelt. I thought it was. I thought it was North Avenue. But anyway, they. Uh, <laughs> um, if you knew how many people they have hidden, you know that are. You know. You mean the cemeteries on, that are also uh, on Cermak? Yeah. The cemeteries that are yeah. on Roosevelt. Yeah, the Queen of Heaven. They're a strong Democrat base. I know exactly how it goes, brother. That's why whenever the, uh, somebody tries to hide, right? I had this happen to me today. Big fat slob in a cigar store. Wants to talk real estate. <laughs> and right away, right away, I, I could spot this con artist from a mile away. Oh, you know, I, I work, I put projects together. They're an 18 cap. Sure you do, Tubby. And he goes, uh, yeah. I said, you know what? I don't deal with you anyway. Something about you makes me believe you're a Democrat. And I don't work with any roach Democrats ever. I don't want him anywhere around me. He goes, well, you know, there's such a thing as Kennedy Democrats. I go, oh, I said, you mean the ones that stole the election from getting the from yeah. getting the, the Cook County and all of the dead people to vote for him? You mean like that Kennedy Democrat fatso? And then I went out yeah. and, you know, I had a good time. But that's how I like to well, handle these Democrats. I've been reading more and more things, you know, like stuff with the 2020 here that was stolen. I mean, if you're seeing more mentions, the only social media I'm on is Getter because, it's, you know, you actually get a story on there that's fast. And it's viewed from people on our side or the right side, as I say. But I mean, that whole thing was based on the Chicago plan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Obama, you know, there's the a reason. There's a reason, yeah. Saul Alinsky. There's a reason it's here. We are the yeah. communist capital of America, brother. And if you're from the South Side, you know that. You probably walk past yeah. the communists your whole life. And then the Irish gangsters, uh, yeah. after the Italians kicked their asses, they went into politics and they tried to make amends. And they were smart because what they understood is politics is a, is, a, is a gangster that gets a pension. Thank you very much, Roger. Stay strong. Mitchell displays. Hey there, Sean. Uh, first of all, let me just explain this to you. Both Poland and the Israelis stopped any type of military aid to Ukraine because they knew that the Azov Battalion, okay, basically resides in the eastern part of Ukraine. Okay, outside the western part of Ukraine, and the eastern part is actually under or uh, follows the Russian doctrine. So there's been a civil war going on for over seven years. We yes. know that. Yes. The reason why Sloppy Joe Biden, okay, is giving the forty uh, billion is because first of all he gets to use the excuse the, of the Putin price hike. So he wants to basically manufacture consent that this is all based on uh, Putin, which is a complete lie. 
Okay, the fact of the matter is that Putin is basically is the freedom fighters to the eastern part of Ukraine. Because no one in the UN or NATO, let alone the Israelis, okay, are going to give one dime to Ukraine because of the systemic corruption. Now, why do you think Trump was able to go in there when he was president and he basically said, you know what, I know your history, and that's why he got impeached. Do you see the correlation? He oh, knew yeah. that's what why was I, happening. That's why I played the clip of George Soros losing a trim billions when the Duchess of Chaffington lost the race. There's a lot of corruption that lies in our government, primarily in the Democrat Party, but also when the, when the Republicans are in. Do not forget that deal that Biden's brother got to rebuild the homes in Iraq was when George Bush was president. See, they're all in on it. Well, of course. That's why they all like each other. That's why the biggest threat was the game show host. He threw a wrench in things. Now, he could have thrown a bigger wrench. He could have ripped the whole damn thing apart. And for that, I fault him. He's the one who let the, the economy shut down. That's a, that's a mistake I can't, I can't get my mind around. But well-intended, and he did, he did disrupt, and he did expose. Because now even Democrats are seeing the undeniable, undeniable corruption in the Democrat mafia. 312-642-5600. AM 560. The answer. So, Bunny, you're kidding me. You mean Dr. Awardi does not have a sicko husband? No? Just a gynecologist on the antidepressants. All right, that makes sense. Uh, Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, I just want to say that I got the papers. I got the papers. Do you know what they say? You know what they're telling me? <laughs> PD two times. You know, the, the, I got the papers. I got the papers. You know what they're telling me? They're what? telling me a couple of things. First thing that you should you should not have uh, guests call in on from five until six because this should be Freedom Friday phone calls for you. Freedom this Friday phone calls. A, That's not bad. A bit. Freedom Friday phone calls. Not bad because so many people want love what you have to say. They want to vent and get it out. I love and part, part of what I have to say, so you know I'm repetitive, is that for people to get things to change from the bottom up to the inside out, get involved in the precinct strategy. If, yeah. we, get, if we get somebody else in, you know, to what, what so, you guys started. So let, let's play a, let's play could, a game. Let, 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 me, let me work things. this out with you. So you want me to get involved with that narrow-shoulder, pencil-neck geek lawyer. No, and I then when he gets a let me set the table here. And now I get a phone call from the pimp. Ken Griffin. And he says, Here, here's how it's going to work, boys. No. I'm going to ro- no. stroke a check, and you, I'm going to send you the political corrupt scum that's going to run for office. And what do I do? Do I say, well, I'm the Republican committeeman, and I say we need the money. Or do I snap no. the lawyer's neck and go to jail for 30 years? Because I'm going to pick B if I'm standing there. Well, that's a, that's a false choice. I wouldn't pick either of them. I would say, you know what? I'm going to talk to my neighborhood people. I want to see what they want, and I'm going to listen to them. That's yeah. what true representative democracy is. Did you hear? Did, well, then you like. weren't doing and the show. You, you weren't listening to my show then, Kevin, when I had a, a, an honest politician, come on, do an interview with me, and right after get an email from that narrow-shoulder, pencil-neck geek lawyer with a very sexually frustrated wife who threatened to drown him in a sea of Ken Griffin's gold, <laughs> the scum that he is. So but you I appreciate it, Kevin. I also notice you make the calls from Austin, Texas. Uh-huh. I understand. Rich, Indian Head Park. 
Yes, hello, Sean. Uh, I'd just like to say that uh, I'm a veteran. I served in the uh, Army as a drill sergeant in the late uh, late 60s. Get out of here. But what I want No, no, no. You're not going to skate past that one. First of all, I think that's phenomenal. Because in the late 60s, you were a DI training boys who were patriots to stay alive in a political unjust war built on lies. And you probably saved the lives of tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of kids. That's a, that, come on, Rich. That's, that's, well, that's some, a did. contribution to this country. Very, very few men can say they made. Not only that. Well, what I'd like to say. How about, yeah, how ahead. long do you think, do you think one of these political whores that you hear the names of, one, maybe Gary Raybank because he can do a pull-up. You think one of them could have made it through boot camp when you were a DI? I don't think so. I don't think so either. But go ahead. I don't think so. But here's what I'd like to say. Uh, on this Memorial Day weekend, I would like to thank all the veterans that gave their lives over the years so that we can enjoy the freedom uh, that we have today. And for all your listeners, remember your veterans. Yeah. And, uh, Sean, have a, have a great great end of your show. Rich, thank I cannot you. thank you enough. Thank you is too small a phrase. What you did and the contribution you made to the country is the exact opposite of this draft-dodging political whore who's disgracing it called Joe Biden. So thank you, brother. Thank you. We should let a few drill, drill instructors loose on Congress and the Senate. Maybe we could get rid of these two-bit scum senators. I want to bring into the conversation Democratic Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut. Senator, it's good to have you with us. We played for our viewers a short time ago your passionate speech on the floor of the Senate last night where you asked simply, what are we doing? Why did you get into politics if not to keep people safe and stop this? So what should we be doing as a country? It's been such a complicated question for so long. Yeah, it's real complicated. Uh, you had just been elected to the United Put States the Democrats Senate when all those scum kids at Sandy people. Hook were killed along with six of their teachers. You were on the scene yeah. shortly after that happened. I think I even saw you up there Listen that the evening. Build up. What should we be doing now, as a here country? Comes What's a reasonable to expect? How do we change this? Shut How up, do we dummy. Get out Let the idiot dark talk. Thicket, as Admiral Stavridis puts it. So, listen, I think there's a difference between what we should be doing and what is reasonable to expect from this Congress. Um, what we should be doing is taking these weapons of war out of the hands of civilians. Um, That's a senator who swore to uphold the Constitution, who wants to eliminate the Second Amendment. That's a fascist pig. That's a Democrat who puts handcuffs on the police and lets the criminals like the scum who beat up the two Marianos out with no bail. That's a Democrat roach, a traitor to Americanism. Traitor. And that's what Democrats are. 312-642-5600. AM 560, the answer. You know, I have to say, I mean, all but the Richard Irving, I love the advertisers here, I really do, but... Did I hear during the break there's a commercial, and probably rightfully so, that to, to not leave your baby in the back seat during the summertime to put your phone there, something important? Did I hear that right? And you think that these are the people that are going to vote for capitalism and freedom and liberty? Hey, moron, leave something important in the back seat so you remember your kid. So put your, I mean, it's a state full of sling blades. That's the fracking problem. This is, you know, I don't know how to solve the crime. I don't know how. I got an idea how we could solve crime. Do you hear about the, the father and son? You know, catalytic converters are being stolen because there's, uh, there's precious metals in it. 
uh, father and son, I like what they did. Uh, they didn't want to let some scumbag, low-life, registered Democrat steal their catalytic converter. We are getting new information tonight on a chaotic scene in Phoenix. Yeah, Sky Fox over the scene yesterday morning where a man was found dead in his crashed Jeep. He had been shot. Linda Williams is live near 20th Street and Palm Lane tonight with more of what happened. Linda. This gaping hole in the freeway wall shows just how hard that Jeep slammed into the freeway wall yesterday. Now, what Phoenix police are telling us and through court documents is that that Jeep came from this neighborhood and that the driver had been shot. It began 4.30 Tuesday morning, Phoenix police say, when a father and son who live in this house near 20th Street and Palm Lane confronted a man in their driveway. They say he was stealing a catalytic converter from their Prius. In court paperwork, police say as the man, 27-year-old Patrick Pearson, drove away in his gray Jeep, two people opened fire. Detectives say Pearson was shot in the head. He's not going to get bail. He's not going to have the ankle bracelet. He won't be roaming around, stealing from somebody else, punching Mariano's people in the face. Over. Sad part is that the, the two guys got arrested. But if their lawyer is worth his salt in anything, he'll justify that they should be given money for what they saved the citizens of Phoenix for supporting that Democrat thieving roach for the rest of his miserable existence. There you go. That's how you stop crime. There's somebody gets Senator Murphy on the line. That's how you stop crime. And then what is Pritzker going to give? What another another gift to the after school programs? Ooh, let's make it have fun instead of and that'll stop crime. What's the under over on Memorial Day weekend? What was last Memorial Day weekend? How many shootings in Chicago? Take whatever happened in the school times it by three. I say that's the under over for the shootings in the sewer of Chicago. Summer of joy. Pat Midlothian. Hello. Hi, Pat. Hey. Um, I'm calling because I heard you talking to Gary Rabine, who I just spoke with the other day, and I'm quite impressed. Um, I am going to be a fighter. I am running for state rep in the 30th District, which is Cook County. Oh, Pat. Are you really? Hey. I am stubborn. I'm an Irish girl. Ooh. I spent six years on a fire department. I think I can do this. All right, good for you. You spent six years on the fire department. You, do you miss the, the linguine and clam sauce? I don't know what it's like. What, what fire department were you in, Chicago? Uh, Lamont. Lamont, okay. Because if you want so, good linguine and clam sauce, you go to a Melrose Park firehouse. Never had better. Okay. Well, my brothers both cook pretty well down at the fire station. So. All right. So, so you, I just wanted so to call take in. take it on and... in Cook County. So have you been door knocking? What's the reception you get from those Democrat morons? When they open the door, do they go, there ain't no gas in it? What, what's the reception you get from the Cook County Democrats? Oh, oh you love this. I had a German Shepherd uh, sicked on me. Really? And Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the good news is the German um, Shepherd probably had 60 more IQs than his, IQ points than his mm-hmm. owner. But yeah, but I'm married. I'm married to a vet, and thanks to Rich for his service. So, you know, we're both fighters. We're in this for the long haul. We got to uh-huh. change things. All right, honey. I, I give you the best of luck. And if you want to buy some real estate in Melrose Park or Elmwood Park, give me a call. I got some I want to sell you. Thank you very much, Pat. I appreciate. All it. right. Thank you, David in Lansing. Uh, hey, Sean. Um, you know this uh, shooting tragically brought up. Uh, this, you know, predictable debate, and those on the right are missing opportunities to use 
tactics of what you call word salad. Now, I have an idea how we can spin this around in their face. All right, now just before face. you say it, because, you know, on the idea chart, you're a hair above sling blade here, kid. But let's see what you got. All right, you're going to like this. You know, All right. You know, we, when it's talking about vaccines, right, those on the right, whoever is injured or killed by a vaccine and those people who are, you know, maybe speaking on behalf of those injured or killed can say things like this. You know, my brother was ruthlessly injured or killed, depending on circumstances, by uh, a pharmaceutical soldier or a mercenary with a tactical syringe in which were biological and or possibly chemical agents. And, you know, you, you know, can David, try to run The show's got a certain rhythm. It's got a certain standard. And uh, quite frankly, you're not there yet. Give me a little sling blade clip so we can get back. Will you there, Squirrel? Give me a little sling blade, huh? Dave, Libertyville. Hey, you know, you were commenting about that, uh, putting something important in your back seat so you remember your child. <laughs> that's, been, that's been playing for months. Oh, and man. I told my wife about it, and she's like, no, they, no. Yeah. You well, know, that's not more important. That's in case. Child? I think that's in case the Chicago Democrat is flipping the station and they just put it on here because, you know, the Chicago Democrats, uh, I don't know if you've watched the news last year, but they have a tendency to forget some babies in cars. Now, if their phone was there, there you'd remember the baby. Yeah. Oh, where's my iPhone next to your baby, moron? Go ahead. All right. Yeah, I just wanted to say that I've been listening to that with disbelief for months. Well, keep in mind, you, you're in Libertyville. You're kind of removed. You don't have a lot of Democrats. But if you ever want to see what Democrats really think like, take a ride in the city of Chicago. Try not to put the windows down. And if you have one of those Kevlar vests, I highly recommend you put it on. It is the summer of joy, after, after all, and uh, it's going to end, okay. as well as all the Democrat policies do. Thank you very much, Dave. Appreciate the call. Very nice of you. Uh, we got some other good stories about answers to problems. That the Democrats keep at. How do you stop crime? How do you stop violence? How, how do you stop it? Good morning to you, Melanie. This crime scene was actually quite large. The uh, robbery suspect was actually shot right in front of this Mediterranean restaurant. But that suspect then jumped onto a fleeing car that was not involved at all before he eventually fell off in a nearby game room parking lot. Police say this all happened in front of a whole lot of people. A couple of these witnesses did see the vast majority of what occurred. Homicide detectives say those witnesses told them a robbery suspect approached a man in the parking lot of the Cafe Autar around 4 o'clock this morning. Police say the suspect may have been trying to get the victim's newer model Chevy Corvette as well as personal belongings. But the good news is, that's in Texas. And they shot that son of a dog in the face. Now he's not a carjacker anymore. And they still have their Corvette. They don't have to get it detailed to get the stink of Democrat out of it. See, we got all the answers here. Eduardo Midway. Yeah, Sean, thank you for taking my call. Well, the uh, police are not having a good uh, week this week here in Brazil. Uh, they're outraged over a man dying of a fixation. So wait a minute. Uh, forget about the guy that died of his fixation. You're in Brazil right now with the dancing women in the streets and the thongs. Oh, no. <laughs> I wish. I wish. I love Brazil and the music. Yeah, I wish. No, but... I'm a Speaking big fan of, of dancing in the street with the thongs you know. on it. If they're on the right person. Yeah. You know, instead of Pritzker, who could turn boxer shorts into a thong in three quick steps. You know, 
But go ahead. We need some people uh, armed like uh, over here yeah. in Chicago and L.A. and New York. I, t- I wanted Gary Rabine to just run a commercial of Pritzker walking away from you so it looks like his ass is chewing bubblegum. And then him doing a pull-up. There you go, yeah. And say, how about a governor that could do a pull-up? I think, I think it's a good commercial. But anyway, so go ahead. You were talking about asphyxiation in Brazil. Yeah, so, I mean, if the, if the police's hands are tied, how are they going to be able to, you know, you know as far as reduce crime and all that, if they're not able to racial profile? Uh, well, I'm, I'm not for racial know, profiling. I'm for, I'm, for, I'm for law enforcement. I want to enforce law, right? And I want police to be able to enforce law. But what, the reason I'm playing these stories, there's a reason. What happens as society collapses is that people who normally wouldn't start to take action in their own hands because you realize you cannot depend that there is no such thing as safety, in, especially in a society where the predators are protected by the government. This is what you live in. So if you're going into Chicago this weekend, you better go healed, baby, like it's Tombstone in 1852. Go healed because everybody there is trying to harm you. Thank you very much. 312-642-5600. Reckon what do you like to eat in there? The French fries are pretty good. French fried potatoes? Yep, French fries. AM560, the answer. Because the flag still stands for freedom. And they can't take that away. But you just bastardize every principle. And, uh, and you know, this song was obviously cut before Fauci invested in the pandemic. Dr. Jim, St. Charles. How are you, Sean? Good, First Dr. Jim. Caller, long time, long time listener. Um, I, you know, really like a lot, you know, that you have to say I've been emergency physician almost 30 years. Wow. Before that, I was a, a policeman in uh, Flint, Michigan for six years. Wow. And, um, you know, believe it or not, guess what you have to be when you were a policeman in Michigan? You had to be a teamster. <laughs> Did you really? Figure that, huh? Ah, oh, yeah, I spent yeah, a couple years know, driving them around. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know what it's all about. So I'm more you interested know. in the fact for 30 years you've been an ER doctor. You've seen some stuff. And uh, yeah, you yeah, shared the first name with the smartest doctor I ever knew, Jim Dalio. So uh, <laughs> go ahead. What, what did you? What, what, we have a problem on the horizon, and you see it because you're in the forefront. No, no, I see it. You know, you know, it's amazing to me the you know how they lie, how they put stuff off, how you know. I mean, this new uh, you know lady that talks for Pritzker, they're already trying to put her out. But the thing you know that I have not seen, and you know, I think is very, very typical. You know, the baby formula, it didn't come out of nowhere. You know, they knew it a long October. time ago. They knew in October. They were, yeah, they refused. And well, the po- point went, of October it leads into your story because in October, what, the, what they assemble, what Abbott assembles is products sent to them from China. Yeah, that's, that's kind of, you know, the interesting thing. So years ago I had, uh, you know, three years ago I had a really bad form of cancer. And, you know, thanks to modern, uh, you know, medicine, uh, mostly this immune therapy, you know, that we have, mm-hmm. um, I, w- I was fine. I, I just had my last CAT scan and, you know, I went to get it. And the, okay. the lady says, well, we don't have any IV contrast. You know, we can't give you IV contrast, which makes the study about, oh, at least 50 ti- 50% better. So I said, why, you know, she says, well, the nationwide shortage of IV contrast. So I go to the hospital and I start asking and they said, no, you know, there's no IV contrast 
we're doing all the you know the studies without IV contrast, which means they're not near as uh, you know reliable or as accurate as as normally would be. And they're only they're essentially in most hospitals they're canceling elective CAT scans that need contrast. They're canceling elective uh, I'm sorry electri- elective uh, uh, cardiac catheterizations. Why? Guess where the contrast is made? China. China. There you go. It's Figure that. I want to ask you real quick. I got about 35 seconds. I went long with you. Dr. Jim, since Obamacare has been implemented, what's the quality of health care? What's happened to the quality of health care, the number of doctors, number of hospitals? Well, it's, it's gone down. You know, there's no Thank doubt you. about it, Sean. I mean, you know, the, the, Dr. the Jim, ability. I went long with yes, you. Sir. I love having you on, brother. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for calling. It's enlightening. And the effect and the ramifications of Democrat policies are a tsunami of failure. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. The funny thing about dealing with Democrat corrupt socialist policies, you get used to them. Before Obamacare, family of four was paying $565 for health insurance. Now, after the utopian Obamacare, average family of four pays $2,100 sucks there are options there are creative options but above all there is a cartel that is thriving our health care system is now a cartel quasi-government corrupt system overbilling overpaying swindle katie talento is fighting that system katie talento is the executive director of alliance of Healthcare sharing ministries katie Thank you so much for joining me. How are you? It's my pleasure, Sean. Thanks for having me. I'm still kind of rocking to that intro music. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, we, we jam here at the uh, AM560. Here's the, here's the thing. I knew what this was because I've always known what socialism is. It's a con job. It's a lie. And those that can navigate the corrupt waters of government backdoor nationalization become oligarchs and very, very wealthy. So the, what happened after the implementation of Obamacare is you whittled down competition to four corrupt companies that now have passed on costs. They slow cook the people. The, the in, insurance premiums have gone up 400%, 50% less health care uh, doctors and workers, 50% less hospitals, and the government doesn't give a rip because they're in absolute total control. Did I miss something? No, we call them the Bukas, Blue Cross, United, Cigna, Aetna, and Humana. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the Bukas are largely Wall Street owned, and it's a massive transfer, wealth transfer from Main Street to Wall Street. Um, it's, it is a cartel. It's exactly right. But, you know, that's just one side of it. There are other cartels in the health. I mean, there's so many. I can't count. But the main one. It's, ones, a, good, it's um, a good company to hide a, a bunch of employees, government quasi-employees. They could pretend to be all kinds of people at, at Blue Cross Blue Shield, never show up on the ghost payroll system. But above all, what it's done is massively drive up costs. Massively. 
And they didn't That's like right. the, the idea that Trump wanted to expose those costs. He wanted the people to order, to be able to know what they're paying and shop around. They don't like that system. They like it in the shadows, don't they? Right. They're not the only ones, the Bukas, you know, that's also the hospital cartels, especially the nonprofit so-called charity tax exempt. Yeah. Nothing more profitable than nonprofit. Exactly. Exactly. And then you've got the drug makers. You know, everyone's on the take. It's a healthcare swamp. And honestly, Sean, you know, I've been in D.C. long enough to remember when healthcare was a partisan issue. It's, it's really not. It's not Republican versus Democrat anymore. It's really the healthcare swamp versus the rest of us. Absolutely right. And, but the problem I have, and you understand this, government is the only entity on the planet that the more it fails, the more money and control and power they get. It's, it's, it's truly a, a, a ridiculous circumstance we're in. So they're not incentivized to deliver anything. And the people who support uh, government supremacy, they're so stupid they could give a rip. They just they want something for nothing. And all you got to tell these morons is there's something called uh, universal health care, single payer. And in the meantime, they stuff their fat faces, they get more on welfare, and they bring down an entire country. Have I missed anything? No, and I mean, the capitalist cronyism continues, not just with the government bureaucrats and the insurers, but, you know, the hospitals, you said government gets paid when they fail more. Hospitals do, too. If you if they screw up a surgery and, you know, you have to go back and have it fixed with another surgery, they get paid twice. So that's one of the cool things about the healthcare sharing ministries, which I work with, is, you know, we focus a lot on doing cash guaranteed all in bundled prices for surgeries. We work with free market surgery centers that aren't owned by local corporate hospital systems and try to keep doctors, independent doctors, many of whom are Christian and conservative. We try to keep them in business and from having to, you know, get eaten and bought out by the hospital system. Well, Katie, you know, I was young when I realized nobody really gets out alive, and I figured to make the, the best of my life, so I never focused on exactly what would happen at the end if I just stuffed cream puffs in my face and was an elected governor of Illinois. Um, but the reality is, under this current system, how is your your industry doing because the healthcare system as it exists has made a fracking fortune under the COVID boondoggle. They've all made trillions. How are you going to combat that being honest and based in principles? Yeah, well, let me tell you, give you an example here. We have, we have a healthcare sharing ministry that actually during the COVID epidemic, you know, they, we consider the contributions that members make to the ministries or to other members through the ministries to be, the other members' money and the membership money. It's not, it doesn't belong to the ministry. First of all, it's God's money, right? First of all. And so one of the ministries, I think, uh, really did a cool thing where they, they had a surplus because, of course, you know, nobody was going to get health care during all the lockdowns. And so they sent checks back to their members of $100 for everybody to, you know, to get COVID treatment or testing. Um, or just to be good stewards with and, and take care of their priorities with. And that's what we, you know, we kind of take it seriously when we call ourselves ministries and nonprofits. We're not out here to make a buck. We really just want to help our members um, get their health care needs met. Now, um, are, you, are you operating more, more, reason, more functionally sound, financially sound, as most charities do? You know, St. Jude Hospital is the greatest example of uh, 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 of 
hospitals that operate on group funding, which is really, in essence, what you're doing. You have group funding. Is it operating? Are you ever having any financial problems? Are, are your, your actuaries ever screwing up? Is there ever any problem with the pool of money? Yeah, so most of our ministries, you know, they don't they don't pool money. They actually facilitate transfers directly from one member to another. Um, every like some ministries will take a predefined set in advance of a, a certain amount of the contribution will go toward overhead for the ministry that they tell you in advance, but all the rest of the money is transferred to other members. So it either just passes straight through or or it doesn't really touch the ministry at all. It's just facilitating a transfer. So that's one of the ways that we keep that accountability is that we don't even really touch the money. We don't keep like stockpile big cash reserves the way insurers are required to by law. Um, so your prices then are risk. so somebody knows what the cost is, right? So if I go in for an appendectomy, you say, well, you know, you need an appendectomy and it's going to cost you $2,400 or whatever it is. You, I know what the prices are when I get my services through you versus the hidden uh, in the shadows, profiteering of various health issues that the private sector does, the go- or the government, the quasi-government sector does. So most of the ministries have shopping price transparency tools that they offer to their members to help steer them to higher quality, lower cost sites of care. But honestly, we're doing our best you know, the, the hospitals like to hide their prices. And so we, we will help navigate people there. We'll, we'll call the hospital in advance, try to get that price nailed down in advance. Like I said, well, we love to contract with free market surgery centers, freestanding imaging centers and labs, and independent direct primary care doctors where the pricing is totally transparent and upfront. Um, but if someone ends up in an acute inpatient hospitalization, you know, we're at the mercy of their non-compliance with the Trump price transparency regs, just like everyone else. Um, the difference for us is that we're going to negotiate hard on prices after the fact in that situation. But most of the time, we're trying to get price transparent up front. Now, in the in the um, what I thought would be illegal in the socialist Obamacare. John Roberts rewrote it so that they could tax people who didn't comply to a forced purchase in Obamacare. Does your system work within the parameters of legality or are the people going to be fined for not having insurance under your system? Have you worked it out with the government that it qualifies if I'm uh, one of your your customers, that it qualifies where I'm not taxed for not having insurance? Great question. Yeah, so the Affordable Care Act, of course, bless their heart, they included a... um, they included a little exemption for healthcare sharing ministries that meet certain criteria. One of the criteria is that you have to have been continuously sharing since 1999. So if you're one of these uh, older established healthcare sharing ministries, like the ones we represent at the Alliance, then yes, your members are exempt from the individual mandate. Now, of course, you'll recall that during the Trump administration, when I was working in the White House, we, we zeroed out that penalty. So there's no penalty left for not having insurance, but that doesn't mean that the mandate itself isn't still there. And it is. You still have to check that box on your IRS form. And members of healthcare sharing ministries that have federal recognition, you should ask a ministry for its letter from the federal government, recognizing it as being exempt from the ACA. And if they have that exemption letter, then then you're good to go on the individual mandate. 
now, how does, it is, unlike how, the rest of America. How does this navigate the waters of the um, big pharma profiteering mechanisms? How are you combating this when, um, you know, the, the drug prices are uh, in conjunction with the corporatism and the, and the corrupt government parabolic over the last five years? How are you doing when it comes to pricing on prescriptions? Right. So when it comes to drugs, for the most part, we're engaging in a cash pay model. Our ministries have prescription drug discount cards that allow you to go in. It's kind of like a good RX and go in and use a, a cash pay price. Often the cash pay prices for drugs is much lower than, um, than if you were using an insurance plan. So that's kind of what we're doing right now. Um, and all we can do is try to fight within the system that we're in, you know. I like that. So now, now a guy like me, I'm not very, you know, I'm not super religious. I, I, I'm half Norwegian, half Italian, and I'm more of the Valhalla. I like to fight all day, fool around with the shield maidens at night. That's my idea of paradise and heaven. How do uh, do do I get in, or do I have to, or or, or am I not allowed to get in? <laughs> so the the healthcare sharing ministries are they have different types of common sets of beliefs. One of the criteria for being exempt under the ACA from the individual mandates is that a healthcare sharing ministry has to have a membership that shares a common set of religious or ethical beliefs. So a number of the ministries have broader, more inclusive standards of beliefs, but they are ethics-based, um, and the rest of them are fully religious. We, we do prize our religious identity. We want to, um, we, we view this as an exercise of our religion. Because of that, our ministries do have religious liberty protections. That's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but there are some ministries that have more inclusive sets of Because when Obamacare first passed, I was driving past one of those Christian science reading rooms. I went in and gave him $50 for the little card, so I think we're going to be okay. But I just want to know, am I going to be extorted and forced? I hate this system. I can't tell you how much I hate it. The idea that the government has taken over something that was operational a thousand times better. Then before anybody ever heard the name Barack Obama and he just had a 500 credit rating and was driving a Chrysler 300, the devastation this scumbag has done to my country, is it's unbelievable that I'm in this soiree of fascism. So I like any entity that, that attacks it, and I'm hoping you the best of success. Where can the people go to find out more about your organization? Yeah, they can come to our website at www.ahs. AHCSM. It's Alliance of Healthcare Sharing Ministries. AHCSM.org. And check us out. We appreciate it. All right. Now, I don't have any chance. If I come in there, you know, and I get everything, I don't want to go to a doctor who comes walking out of the room with a wig on and a skirt and is not an actual woman. I'm not going to face any of that with you people, right? Well, that's the wonderful thing is that our ministries do not share in any treatments or procedures that violate our religious beliefs. So I think oh, you'll be Oh, you should have buried the lead. You buried the lead. It's, See, the because most, here, it's the only pro-life option out there in healthcare. Katie, I live my life void of all Democrat contact unless I'm, it's absolutely unavoidable. I don't want a Democrat to come near me. I want him a thousand miles away. So I like this. I think you should start off with that. From now on, now I'm all in. Where do I go again? www.ahcsm.org. I like it. I just th- I think you should just put on the site Democrat Free. I think you'll have phenomenal success. I wish you the best of it. Thank you so much for coming on and making time for me. My pleasure. Thanks so much, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM 560.
answer. All gave some, some gave all. You know, I, uh, some stood through for the red, I'm going to take our next caller. He's a dentist. Wonderful guy. And my dentist died. Did I ever tell you a story? My dentist died when I was a kid. His name was Mealy. And I went to his sister, who really looked like Luca Brazzi. And uh, I had really good insurance. And she took, I never have had a cavity in my life. And she took a drill and rubbed it on my tooth and said, oh, you have a surface cavity. And she slapped this little thing, paste, right? So I, I went back to work. And my, my boss was a wonderful girl. I loved her to death, Terry Goldberg. She was as big, big as a minute, tougher than three guys. She came up to me. She said, what did you have done at the dentist? I said, I, I, I'm not, I had nothing. I went for a cleaning, and I had a surface cavity. Surface cavity. She charged us $1,900. And that was as a kid. I was a kid. I was about 18 years old. I said, you got to be kidding me. That's when you learn the scam, the fraud that is in medicine. And that's why when I take Jim Economos' call, this is a dentist that doesn't practice that, practice that kind of skullduggery. He's honest. He's just got a little problem with... Uh, Foreign wives. Hi, Jim. How are you? Well, foreign wives are uh, good things. Part of my sure. libertarian background. And but who anyways, else is going to find you that attractive? But go ahead. That's right. Anyways, um, I uh, a lot of people don't realize, but part of Obamacare, there was a tax on medical devices. And one of the arguments I used to have with people, if Obamacare was so good, why was there a tax on medical devices? Obamacare well, is a Donald fraud Trump. and a scam and a fundraiser Absolutely. for corrupt government. Right, but Donald Trump did away with the medical device tax. Another like reason they had to cheat him. Exactly. Trump was great for America, and he gave a great speech today at the convention in Houston. So, Jim, I, I smoke a lot of cigars, and I became a nut after my dentist died and the sister that looked like Luca Brazzi robbed me. So I bought all this stuff, the water pack, I got the, the Sonic Care, and I brush my teeth, like, I don't even know, at least four times a day. And you've seen them. Oh, you know, they're, they're pearly you white. Got it. You got a, I, now, if I go in and you bring a drill out, we're going to fist fight. But do we have an agreement? Yes, sir. All right. Whatever you need, I'm there for you. Thank that's you. That's how you deal with a dentist. Jim Economos, only dentist I trust. Just don't bring your, your foreign au pair with you. He'll end up dating her. Jake, Northwest Suburbs. Hey, hey, Sean, I appreciate you letting me on. Uh, just a note of advice for listeners on, you know, Katie, your last caller. My family and I, big conservative family, um, very focused on our faith, and, and uh, we agree with you on basically everything that you say. But uh, we did not have a great experience using a Christian health care plan. Really? You know, I almost, I almost went with one because I'm a fa- I was a family of four, and I'm not kidding you, Jake. My health, I used to complain. I was paying $565. I had the best Blue Cross Blue Shield, $250 deductible. And I was complaining about it. You know, we had the two little kids. Then this roach, Barack Obama, implemented this communism. And you knew he was full of bull dung. After all, we elected a president with 532 credit score. Couldn't even get a loan. He needed Tony Resco, the greasy scumbag, to steal property, fraud it on the closing dock so he could buy his house. Anyway... When he implemented that, I immediately, immediately jumped up to $900. It's at, it was at $2,200 a month for a family of four. There's no way an average guy could pay it. I, I, I happen to be good at making money, and I was drowning in the quicksand of, of mediocrity. This is the I, game. I'm on they, the same destroy, page, my friend. they destroy you. What do you do for a living? Yeah, mind if I ask? Uh, family farm, actually. So you're, you're working your ass off. 
A dollar means something to you. You don't have one of these mystical, magical government pensions where you sit on your ass, vote Democrat once a year, and make some ridiculous sum of money in those pension incubator orange trucks. So you're paying what for your family? How much is your health care? $2,200 a month. Basically exactly what you said. Had to get our own, essentially start a business, start our own plan. And uh, just to afford, you know, we were a young family, 34 years old, three kids uh, in a pregnancy. And uh, unfortunately, my wife and I had to go through IVF. And all, all of a sudden, our Christian health share plan dropped us because IVF was against their code of conduct. And L- it, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to, I'm going to have you stay on the line because this lady seemed like a nice lady. I want to put you in contact with her because the reality is you can't pay to 2200 brother. I was lucky. I'm lucky. I got three jobs. I I work my ass off. But when I sit back and think about since this idiot, Barack Obama implemented this, the hundreds of thousands of dollars I paid in insurance premiums for nothing. Let me tell you something. I won't go to the doctor ever. And, you know, especially in that sewer, when I lived in that sewer in Chicago, because the idea that a Democrat would put a Band-Aid out, I'd rather bleed out on the curb. Jake, hang on. We're going to give you get your number, see if she could help you. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you, Jake, brother. John in Portage Park. Hey, Sean, love your show all the time. I listen every day. I just don't got time to call in all the time. That's all right, brother. But I, was, I was wondering if uh, anybody knew the immigration status of the scumbag that did that uh, Uvalde shooting. I can tell you this. I, you know, here's the thing. I don't know, but I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what. It's aggravating because it's a border town, and you don't know. But it doesn't. To me, I get that, and I've listened to that angle. And to think about the 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 the, the massive amounts of failure by government and by people in this, and then to think about the fact that this this low life was in there for an hour, and he killed all those little kids. It doesn't matter if he's from Mars. It doesn't matter if he's from Mars. The sad thing is, you're going to bury him now because his mother released a thing. I, 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 she didn't. She didn't seem. She didn't seem like normal. It was a, n- a normal reaction. I had it before. I was so disgusted that I took it off the screen. Here, let me see if I can find it. Uh, Ramos's friend outside, mother. I know he had his reasons for doing what he did. This is what the mother said. Oh my reasons. God. Reasons. They should take him. And hang him from a light pole. Let the birds dig at his flesh. The idea you're going to put him in our soil makes me sick. So, you know, all I think about is the chaos and the kids. And then to listen to these political whores, a senator in this country, talk about honest people and guns, when the reality is if the janitor would have had a gun, he could have shot this piece of dung in his forehead and solved the problem. You know, John, that's why you got to stay away from Democrats. Thank you. You're in Portage Park. Stay safe, kids. Stay safe. 312. 642-5600. Six four two fifty six hundred. Let's all go to the live. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. And now, on with the show. All right, so it's a Memorial Day extravaganza. We're going to do things a little different. We're going to have this segment where I take your calls. I'm going to give you Shadow World. Private Benjamin. I always love that movie. It makes me laugh. I like to watch it with my wife. And Elementary. Season 4, Episode 9. You'll know why after you watch it. Now I'm going to go to you. Kevin, Austin, Texas. All right, I got uh, my documentary. It's 1994. You might remember it. Uh, Hoop Dreams. Shot at my high school. Yes, I remember it. Exactly. So that's a great one. And then the other one is uh, The Magnificent Seven. It's about how seven men come together. Come on. To save a town from corruption and extortion. Only seven men can do that. Huel Brunner, first guy to make bald look cool. I like it. All exactly. Right. 
Thank you very Just much. Just like you can do if you join. Oh, be quiet. And then don't forget, I want my, my wife wants to go see uh, Top Gun Maverick. That's the new one. Did you know that he actually flies fighter jets? Did you know that? I'll tell you what. Tom Cruise, I mean, him and, uh, him and that John Travolta might pal around in a way that I don't understand. But he's a hell of a guy, hell of an actor. Tom, Downers Grove. Sean, long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you for all you do. Uh, before I get to my two movies real quick, um, I graduated from high school in 1976, hung around with the cutest girls, and all they wanted to do when they were thinking about the weekend was going to the parties out in Melrose Park looking for the Italian guys. Yeah, we now, was a lot of them. What are you going to do? Oh, no, you did. And, <laughs> but, but I'll tell you what, they, were, they took me along on a, on a couple of them, and I just loved every minute of it. Wonderful. Okay, my movies, <laughs> my movies um, in keeping with your theme about the, uh, the, the Phoenix uh, shooting on the um, Cadillac Converter would be uh, Bullet to the Head with Sylvester Stallone. Big fan. Love it. What else oh, you got? Always worth seeing. And the other one, it's kind of a Memorial Day thing. It's not really a documentary, but maybe you could classify one, especially if you want to listen to it in uh, German. Uh, would be Das Bolt. I think that's actually a great movie. Thank you very much, Tom, and thank you for making the call. Nick in Kenosha. Hey, how are you? Good, buddy. Uh, so, yeah, so, again, one of these crazy movies that I didn't know that I had not known about, uh, Cast a Deadly Spell. Is it a documentary, though? No. No, no, it's not a documentary. It's an old it's movie. It's got Burt Ward. It's get it's ninety yeah early nineties. Oh, okay. It's got Clancy Brown, Burt Ward. It's like a noir film. All right, I'm gonna watch it. I'm not, I have never heard of it, but I, I thought it, I was thinking very it was something... very very good. I actually yeah. And then um, my documentary is uh, Class Action Park. What? Give me a little uh, synopsis. What are we? What's it about? It's about it's about a, a like a a summer uh, park amusement park. Oh, and just terrible, terrible injuries and deaths. So it's like Chicago's summer of joy. All right, fair enough. Thank you very Correct. much, Nick. Nick and Kenosha, thank you very much. Dave and Racine, this is a movie. Is it safe? Yeah. Oh, it's so safe. So safe you couldn't believe it. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes in film. Go ahead. You you tell them. The it, it was a Marathon Man. Uh uh, Lawrence Olivier, Dustin Hoffman, Roy Scheider, and William Devane. Uh, I mean, Lawrence Olivier as Christian Zell. I mean, going from seamlessly going from evil incarnate, or I mean, going from uh, urbane and charming to evil incarnate, so just so seamlessly. It was, you know, and it's been described as the movie that set dentistry back uh, 200 years. It's a movie that actually it was instrumental. I, in wanting, I, it's why I wanted to go into films. One of the movies like that. There are movies that do that to you, and that movie is one of it. It's one of my favorites, Marathon Man. It's one of those movies I can't turn off. And you want to hear a stupid B movie that fe I feel the same passion about is the Jericho Mile, which is based on a true story. Did you ever see the Jericho Mile? I, uh, uh, I believe I have. A, just like I said, I'm uh, having a you senior can find moment. It, believe it or not, you can find it on YouTube. It's free. It's called The Jericho Mile with Peter Strauss. Take a look at it. It's really, really good. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it very much. Greg and LaGrange. Uh, Lake Geneva. Anyway, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Lake Geneva. All, uh, first of all, you said season four, episode nine of what? Elementary. Series. Elementary. Elementary? Have you okay. seen it? Move. 
No, I haven't. So I'm addicted to this thing. Now. Never heard it. Never watched it. I put it on. I, I, it's what I watch now. But season four, episode nine, you'll love it. What's your movie? Okay. Cleopatra with Liz Taylor. One of my mother's favorites. My, it's one of the first time I saw Elizabeth Taylor, and I said to myself, holy cow. It's a game changer. That is exactly. beautiful woman. And, uh, Her face is the most beautiful woman ever to walk the earth. Go ahead. There's one scene where she's stretched out with... Uh, Come on, I know. Anyway. Go ahead. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> and Blackfish, which is a documentary about SeaWorld and orcas. Started orcas to watch it. Are I started to-, to watch it. I didn't finish it. It looked fantastic, though. But Cleopatra, you're, you're, I mean, that's, that's a woman. Verlan on the south side. I got two uh, independent films. One will relate to the, uh, the school shooting, and the other one will, be, will relate to kids being cruel to other kids. One is Elephant, that's about a school shooting, and the other one is Bully. All right. You know you're the worst movie picker in the Cigar House history. But all right, <laughs> you are the absolute worst. All right, this guy, he's got the worst taste in movies and the biggest head. But he's a hell of a guy. His name's Verlon. I'll be back. Oh, we got one minute? Because you know what? It reminds me of something. He was talking about bullying. And you hear the difference between kids. And Johnny Depp is going through a trial now. I remember when he did an interview about bullying. This is Johnny Depp. One of the greatest pieces of advice I've ever gotten in my life was from my mom. You know, when I was a little kid, there was a kid who was bugging me, you know, in school. And she said, okay, I'm going to tell you what to do. She said, the kid's bugging you. He puts his hands on you. You pick up the nearest rock or whatever you can get your hands on, and you lay him out. (laughs) Hey, Mom! Then I did. (laughs) And I felt better. And it worked. And so, for for me, you know, that that was a great lesson. Yeah, it is a great lesson. All right, we're going to be back, and I have a montage I want you to hear for Memorial Day. Very important we understand what today is. Very important we reject the Marxist mafia calling themselves Democrats. After this. So, on Memorial Day, when you tally up all of the American boys that died, you realize just the sacrifice, and you realize the principles and how they have been subverted, how they have been undermined by politicians. It's time that we focus strictly on these boys that died. We all have relatives. I don't want to name anyone in particular, but um, we all have relatives that made that sacrifice. We all know somebody that made that sacrifice. And the important thing is is that they get that day to focus on that. It is why you must be inspired by what they sacrificed. It's why you must never take the, the, the mantra of give up just a little of your freedom, a little of your liberty. You don't have to give up one bit of it. And anybody that asks you to doesn't understand what the country's about, doesn't understand the sacrifices made to protect the principles of Americanism. That's what that day's for. That's what this is about. And that's why we put up the fight. So this last segment is just about that. I wanted you to hear my favorite president to ever hold the office. And I want you to understand the gravity of why political prostitutes should not be able to usurp the meaning of this day and then work tirelessly to undermine it. This is about those boys that fought for the purest of patriotic reasons and gave everything you can. This is Memorial Day, and this is what it's about.
In America's cities and towns today, flags will be placed on graves and cemeteries. Public officials will speak of the sacrifice and the valor of those whose memory we honor. I have new illusions about what little I can add now to the silent testimony of those who gave their lives willingly for their country. Words are even more feeble on this Memorial Day, for the sight before us is that of a strong and good nation that stands in silence and remembers those who were loved and who in return loved their countrymen enough to die for them. Yet we must try to honor them, not for their sakes alone, but for our own. And if words cannot repay the debt we owe these men, surely with our actions, we must strive to keep faith with them and with a vision that led them to battle and a final sacrifice. Our first obligation to them and ourselves is plain enough. The United States and the freedom for which it stands, the freedom for which they died, must endure and prosper. Their lives remind us that freedom is not bought cheaply. It has a cost. It imposes a burden. And just as they whom we commemorate were willing to sacrifice, so too must we, in a less final, less heroic way, be willing to give of ourselves. Each died for a cause he considered more important than his own life. Well, they didn't volunteer to die. They volunteered to defend values for which men have always been willing to die if need be, the values which make up what we call civilization, and how they must have wished, in all the ugliness that war brings, that no other generation of young men to follow would have to undergo that same experience. As we honor their memory today, let us pledge that their lives, their sacrifices, their valor shall be justified and remembered for as long as God gives life to this nation. And let us also pledge to do our utmost to carry out what must have been their wish, that no other generation of young men will ever have to share their experiences and repeat their sacrifice. Earlier today, with the music that we have heard and that of our national anthem, I can't claim to know the words of all the national anthems in the world, but I don't know of any other that ends with a question and a challenge as ours does. Does that flag still wave for the land of the free and the home of the brave? That is what we must do.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.